Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. I am your father. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'm always gonna love you. I'm always gonna love you too. Expecto Patronum! We all believe we'd run into the burning building. Avengers! How's it going, guys? Welcome. This is the first episode. If you are listening in audio form, if you are here in the stream, y'all are the real ones. But if you are listening in podcast form, this is the first episode of Fanatic Films Presents Movie Review Wednesday, where every Wednesday night on my YouTube channel, Jackalot Array, we dive deep into one of the new releases that released the week before. And this week, of course, to kick it off, we got to be talking about The Suicide Squad, the newest film from James Gunn, starring the likes of Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, John Cena, all of the people. Oh, my God. So basically, here's how this is going to work. We're going to do a full spoiler review. So if you have not seen the film already, you've not seen the film already, go watch it and then come back and listen because it's dope but we are going to do a full spoiler review and then we are going to open it up to the chat in my live stream right now if you do not know every wednesday night we go live on my youtube channel and film these episodes if you are listening audio if you want to get involved come over to my youtube channel and get in the chat on wednesday nights i already got people in my chat right now that are putting in questions and comments about the show about the film excuse me and uh I'm going to answer those in a little bit. But I think let's just get into first my overall thoughts about the film. Okay, I've been one of the people that has bashed this film. Not really bashed it, but I'm not one of the people that is going to say that it is a masterpiece. I'm not one of the people that's going to say that it is one of the greatest superhero or comic book movies of all time. Because it's not. It's just not. Um, I think... And, and we will go more in depth on these things, but I think the things that I don't love, the writing is not good in this movie at all. It's not. You are not attached to any of the characters. The only character you are attached to is Ratcatcher 2, which we will talk about her in my goods. But the only character that I was any sense of the word attached to in this film is Ratcatcher 2. She's the only really good part about this film in terms of writing, I would say. And the rest of the writing just isn't that strong. And I talked about this a little bit in my spoiler-free review, but I'm going to get more in-depth in it here. The real main problem I have is the fact we've seen this movie twice already from James Gunn. We've seen this movie twice. The first two Guardians of the Galaxies. It is the same movie from him. He's got his tropes that he follows. He's got the things that he does. You know, he has the awesome soundtrack, which I won't lie. The soundtrack was good. Of course it is. James Gunn knows music just as good as he knows film. But the problem that we run into you ruin the emotion by throwing in a cheap joke. Now, I will not lie, and I will say, and I will be completely honest. 
I did laugh out loud at some points. There were some funny bits, and we're getting into spoilers. When they raid the camp and Peacemaker and Bloodsport are having a basically who has a bigger hoo-ha off and who can have the more, more creative kill, I got to laugh at. I thought that that was very clever, and I had a lot of fun with that. I'm not going to lie. There were moments that made me laugh. But there are other moments where we are actually having nice emotion. There is nice emotion coming from these moments. And then you got cheap, not funny, trying really hard to be funny jokes that are just thrown in there. That's the same thing that happened in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yondu's death is freaking awesome. It's one of the best emotional moments in the MCU, but that's at the very end of the movie. The rest of the movie is not good. It's not. That movie is not good. The only movie to do this successfully is the first Guardians of the Galaxy because it was the first one. It was the first one to do it. So therefore, you got to innovate. You got to be creative. You can't do the same thing over and over and over again. And I hate to say it, but writing-wise at least, that's what James Gunn did. The only thing that's different is that there is a crap ton more curse words and it is a billion times more bloody and gory. And the only reason why that is a thing is because it's rated R and not rated PG-13. That's the only thing that's different. And even then, it's still the same movie. It's just bloodier and gorier and there's more curse words. That's all there is. Look, you can, you can throw me out. You can say I'm I'm talking crazy. You can say I'm the worst, but hey, that's just my opinion. I don't think the writing here is good. I don't think it's substantial enough. The story is very tropey, very, very tropey, and not in a good way. It, it covers all those tropes, and um, I just didn't dig that writing. That's really it. Now let's talk about some of the goods. Obviously, I like the film I gave it an 86 out of 100 in my review. Guys, an 86 out of 100 is not a bad rating. That is a B rating. It's not a bad rating. So people are coming to me saying, I'm like, oh, I'm over-exaggerating. I think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I'm hypercritical of the things that I don't like because everyone is hyping it up so much. So I look like a Debbie Downer because I'm, I'm not one of the people that is saying it's a masterpiece. That's a thing. But like I said, some of the humor works. It does. I won't lie. There are bits that I love. There are things that made me legitimately laugh out loud. There's no doubting that. There's no doubting that. I like the emotion with Ratcatcher too. I think she is the most complex character in this film. Never in my in my mind did I ever think that Ratcatcher 2 would be the character I'm most invested in in this film. Never in my mind. And I like that. I like that that was a surprise. I like that she was the main part. We saw it in the reviews that she was going to be one of the standouts. But I was like, but like how though? Like, like how much can they really do with her? And then I ended up really liking her. And by the way, did anyone else notice? And I'm sure everyone has, but did anyone else notice that Taika Waititi was, was her dad? I didn't notice that until the very end when he's talking to her at the end, like when, when the emotional moment happens, when they're fighting Starro or whatever the heck that, whatever the heck his name is. I didn't realize it until then that was Taika. I was like, what? 
that's that's cool. Um, I like that James Gunn was bringing us a few people, and I and I didn't know, I didn't catch this at all, but I didn't know that Mantis was in the scene in the bar when with those ladies dancing up on stage. I didn't know that that she was up there either. I didn't know that. I had to read an article about that, so I, I that that threw me for a loop. But Ratcatcher two is great. One, I think her performance is one of the best in the movie. It actually shows true emotion. Two, the writing for her is the most solid. We don't like her at the beginning because she's like some lazy, like as as Peacemaker says, millennial that is lazy, wants to sleep all the time, but like, same. But in the end, she has the most emotion and she shows the most really compassion of any of them. The, The Suicide Squad members are all people that could give a damn about it. And Ratcatcher 2 is the one that's like, yo, I want to do the right thing. And I like that. I, I like that there's actually some humanity there. And that I like that's a very nice dynamic. Before I go any further, I want to ask you all, both in my chat and um, on the podcast, I want you all to let me know wherever you can. Who is your favorite character? Who is your favorite character in the Suicide Squad? And it can be anyone. And we'll talk about them. We'll discuss them. Mine was by far Ratcatcher 2. One, because it was a great performance, but two, because she was the best written as well. Had the most humanity, had the most dynamics. Yes. Um, But let me know. Let me know who your favorite character from this was. I'll talk about a few that I liked. I'll talk about some that I didn't like, and I will kind of go in depth as to why. Um, But let's get into that first. Let's talk about the characters. Bloodsport, I think Idris Elba gives a good performance. I don't think that he is the best written. The thing I don't like about his writing is is the potential was there. The potential was there for it to be for his character to have the best and most emotional emotionally written arc by far. The best most emotionally written arc with the daughter and how they set that up. But this is where he goes wrong. This is where James Gunn goes wrong. And this is a perfect example of where James Gunn went wrong in the writing. You bring in his daughter. You think, oh, it's going to be a big emotional moment. You see it in the trailer. They set it up as it's this big emotional moment. He loves his daughter. Like, this is a big deal. But then but then, they are just throwing out the F-bomb at each other for 30 seconds back and forth. It completely ruins any emotion that was there. Any emotion that was there. Then the conversation that happens after that, for me, is meaningless. It's meaningless. Like, like legitimately. And that is a key example of where the writing kills itself in this movie. Key example. The emotion was there. We were setting up a very emotional moment. And then you kill it with a joke or a funny bit. And that's what James Gunn did throughout this movie. Throughout. But in the end... In the end, I thought Idris Elba was great as the character. I think the suit is awesome. I think the gadgets that he's got all over the suit are, are badass. It's cool. It's cool. But in the end, I was not connected to him. I did not care. I did not care about his daughter in her jail sentence. She stole a watch. That's on her. She's going to jail. Um, so I, I, I was not drawn to him. I was drawn to him because I love Idris Elba and his performance, but I was not drawn to him in the writing, in the emotion. I could care less. That's the big problem I have with Bloodsport. Peacemaker. 
don't even get me started with Peacemaker. John Cena gives a good performance. He's fine. Hated the twist. I hated the twist. Now, if you've seen like Arrow, one of my favorite TV shows, if you've read the comics, you know Amanda Waller is a grade A biatch. She just is. She is constantly blackmailing people. She is constantly getting people to do her dirty work. That's all she does. So when the twist comes around that Peacemaker is actually there to make sure that the records are clean, not that like Star was destroyed or whatever. Like, I I didn't like that. And I didn't like that he's just a grade A douche. I liked it to a point. And like I said, there are parts in this film where it's funny and it works. But when that turn happens and he turns into the villain, and especially when he's about to kill Ratcatcher 2 and he's like, yo, I like to be thorough. She's like, just break the drive. No one's gonna believe an inmate in a prison without evidence. Just break the drive. What? Why you gotta go a step further? So, look, I... I mean, like, I'm interested in the Peacemaker series that's coming out on HBO Max. I think it'll be fine. But, like, I didn't love his character. Now, John Cena gives a great performance. Takes that character to a T and really, really does it with that character. But I just... I didn't like the twist they took. I, I just didn't dig it. I didn't like it. So I'm really only going to talk about the core ones because spoiler alert, they and remember this is a spoiler review. So there's no holds bar. I can say whatever the heck I want. Spoiler alert. They kill pretty much everyone in the first opening scene of the movie. They kill everyone except for like six of them. In the opening scene of the movie. Now, I love that they did that because James Gunn said, James Gunn said, do not get attached to anyone. My God, did he mean it? Because he killed off a bunch of people that were like headlines in the trailers. Weasel. Weasel's drowns to death in the first 15 minutes. Now, post credit scene, he's fine. He's fine, but... I mean, I, I like that they did that. But the problem comes, and again, this is back to the writing. The writing is my biggest pet peeve with this film because it is poorly written. This is a poorly written film. You know, James Gunn preached, don't get too attached. Don't get too attached. Blah, 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 blah. And I can get that for like some of the smaller characters. But you got to have an emotional backbone of the film. And if you don't have that, there's nothing to be invested in. That's the whole thing I'm going to continue to harken back on. If you don't have an emotional backbone of a film, there is nothing to be invested in. So I I get what he was going for. I like it. I like the decision that was made. I thought it was great. Got a kick out of it. I was like, they are doing this. They're all going to die. This is funny. Um, But... With, without emotional backbone for the rest of them, it, it's not not an intriguing film at all. Okay, back to, back to the characters. 
Harley Quinn, well, well I'm going to cat get on Harley Quinn quick because I've praised Margot Robbie's performances as Harley Quinn. She is the same here. She is fantastic. I love what she does. She's not as much utilized as I think I would have liked her to be because she is the, she's one of the stars of the DCEU right now. Y'all can deny it. Y'all can say not, but I tend to agree. Birds of Prey, if you saw my ranking that came out a few days ago, is my favorite DCEU film. One of my favorite films of last year. So she's great. I, there's no doubt. So I'm just going to, I mean, she didn't really have much to do, which is again, the thing that I don't really like. I wanted her to have like a plot in some things, but I digress. She was awesome and she was great. Um, we already touched on Ratcatcher 2, by far my favorite part of the movie. Um, let me hit on Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, right? Polka Dot Man? Polka Dot Man, I, I liked... This is another example of where the jokes kill the emotion. Polka Dot Man has a tragic story. Tragic story of where he came from, how he began. Like, tragic story. But then, when it's his time to shine, what 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 do we see? It, it's your mom. And then Starro is a big one of his moms. Like, I get it. You're, like, when you want to kill people, you think of your mom because that's, she's the one that did it to you. But, like... That shtick got old very, very fast. Very fast. And I think Polka Dot Man had one of the more tragic stories in this film. But constantly going back to that shtick killed it for me. People say that Polka Dot Man is their favorite character in this film. And I can see why. And I see, I see the, um, I see... I'm trying to find the word. I see the potential. I see the potential as to why people love this character. I get it. I see it. But it didn't fully come to fruition for me because of that shtick that they kept going back to that didn't work. It killed the emotion. Again, what's the theme here, guys? They're killing the emotion. That's what what's happening here. So that that's Polka Dot Man, I think is probably the most disappointing character of this movie for me because the potential for a very heart, like heartbreaking and sad, but then triumphant arc was ruined by a comedy bit that they did too many times. Ruined for me. All right. Rick Flagg. And I see uh, one, one in the comment from our chat members, uh, which we'll get to later in the section when we talk to the chat. And I completely agree with what he says. Very incomplete character. I think the potential for Rick Flagg to be a new leader, to be a better man, to, 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 to come out on top was 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 great, was, was, was something that I was looking forward to. Now, the shock value is there that he died, that, that, that um, Peacemaker killed him. The shock value is definitely there. So I will give James Gunn that. But he is one of the few characters that you actually kind of felt for because he seems like an actually good guy. The rest of them are dicks. I hate to say it. The rest of the characters are dicks. Rick Flagg is the only one that kind of seems like a straight-headed, forward-thinking guy. And for them to kill him off at his time to shine, like our commenter says, was bad. Now, he was a great character in the movie, 
but I think that his arc was very mismanaged and it ended too short. I think personally, personally, I would have liked to see Rick flag, you know, come out on top. Uh, so that one kind of stung for me. And then King shark. Oh, King shark. Do, 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 do. This one's going to get me a lot of haters. Cause, cause I, I know I hated King shark. In this movie. I hated King shark in this movie. Walking comic relief. That's what King shark was. He's literally Drax. Literally Drax. Literally. Large man with no shirt on that is there for comic relief. Literally Drax. I get it. The hand. That's fun. Yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. He ate a few people. He's there for the gore value, I guess. Besides that, why is he really there? You know, he makes friends with Ratcatcher 2. That's a cool moment, but I credit a lot of that to Ratcatcher 2. Honestly. So I it all goes back with to the writing, how miswritten this film is, how similar it is to the others. And another comment from our a commenter is, and I completely agree. Completely agree. Gun, I think, went a little too far with the creative, the freedom of control that he had with this movie. Now, I give Warner Brothers credit for giving him full, pretty much full control. I give Warner Brothers one hundred percent credit. They've done that now twice with with Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut to give him the control to do what he wanted, and with James Gunn for the Suicide Squad. I give them credit for that. And I give James Gunn credit for swinging for the fences and taking another shot at a comic book movie. The only problem is, instead of doing something creative and unique and new, he just made another version of two of the movies he's already made. But he made it bloody and gory, and he made it full of curse words because it's an R-rated movie as opposed to PG-13. So really, what did he do differently? What did he do differently? That's the issue I have with this movie. What did he do differently than he's done with any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Legitimately. Where did he innovate? Where did he improve? Did he, did he improve from the things that he did wrong in the second Guardians of the Galaxy? Personally, I don't think so. I think he literally fell back down the rabbit hole of the things that he did wrong in the second Guardians. Literally, like literally my biggest issue with the second guardians movie is ruining emotion with too many jokes. What's my biggest issue with the suicide squad ruining the emotion with too many jokes. That's literally my biggest thing. That is my biggest issue with this movie. In the end, it's a very fun time. I think the action is fantastic. I think it's very awesomely choreographed, especially Margot Robbie's escape is incredibly choreographed. I think it is funny a lot of the time, but it's very mismanaged in terms of writing. Ratcatcher 2 is brilliant. One of the best characters in this. No, she's not one of. She's the best character in this entire movie. And that emotion works. And I like that. There are things I like about the film. It's not a bad film. Not a bad film. I gave it an 86 out of 100. But the reason why I am coming off so harsh is because everyone is calling it a perfect film. They're calling it a masterpiece. And I have to be the one to come in and say, yo, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. 
Um, the other thing I will say is those um, like chapter things or whatever that they did, I found those tacky. Felt like they broke up the story, which is what they were supposed to do, but I didn't like that. That was jarring. I'm like, let's just continue the story. So like I get it, but I didn't like those. I found them tacky. I found them just too much. I didn't like them. The Jotunheim one's cool the way that they did it with, but like the, I just didn't like them. I didn't like them. I found them tacky. So that is what I will say. That is my review, my spoiler review of the Suicide Squad. Now we are going to get into the questions and comments from the chat. So if you are just getting in here and I'm talking strictly to the chat, what we are doing right now is we are um, going to take your questions, comments, and thoughts on the Suicide Squad specifically. So if you have questions, concerns, or comments about the Suicide Squad, put them in the chat. We will read them. We're talking about the Suicide Squad. So, And also, if you are listening in podcast form, if you want to be featured on the show in this section, I'm live every Wednesday night talking about a new movie. So get on in here and let's have a good time. But let's do this thing. All right. Here we go. Alex Lopez asks, what was the best performance in the entire movie? It was Ratcatcher 2. Let me pull up my letterbox so that I can get uh, her name because she deserves all the credit in the world. Um, let me pull this bad boy up. The Suicide Squad. Daniela Mel Melchior? I don't know. She gives the best performance in this movie. I think she gives the best um, emotion. I think she's written the best. Some honorable mentions. I genuinely do think John Cena gives a good performance here. I just think that his writing is not good. And I think Idris Elba gives a great performance as well. And Margot Robbie's always is fantastic. Movies and Train Studio says King Shark is the goat hand. I'm sorry. I hate to break your heart. I hated King Shark. All right. Ricardo says, personal opinion, this movie it was very much for American audiences. And as a Latin American, they were not my style. Very disappointed by the movie. Three out of 10 for me. Do you see what I mean? 100%. I think it's for a very specific audience. I think a very specific type of people are going to love it. But I do not think it's for everyone. And I think there are a lot of issues. That's kind of what I was talking about my, in my review portion of this was, it's definitely not for everyone. It's definitely for the people that love the gore, the cuss words, and all of that. And it is kind of harkened to Americans, I hate to say. I think the best part of the movie is, is, is when the squad tries to escape Harley, but Harley escapes herself. That was a funny moment. I did laugh at that moment. But let's, let's go back like 10 minutes and talk about the actual escape. I really, that's, that's the best part of this movie, in my opinion, uh, in terms of, fight choreography in terms of just visuals in terms of how it's shot in terms of direction in terms of like that's brilliantly done james gunn does know how to direct action he does like he's not a bad director he knows how to direct action and it's done very well here the cinematography in this scene in the sequence is amazing margot robbie is fantastic I like the scene where she's on the chains and she like, like she did that herself. Like that's crazy. So that's one of, if not my favorite part of the entire movie, besides the, who can get the better kill between Bloodsport and peacemaker, which is another hilarious part of the movie that I loved. That's by far probably my favorite is, is, is a Harley Quinn's escape. Absolutely. Fantastic. 
The actress who plays Ratcatcher would probably find a lot of work as an actress in the near future. Yes, I think so, because she was absolutely fantastic. Yes, Taika is great. He is. And um, it's just, he he's great in anything that he does. And he is really a talent, because he writes and directs and acts, and he does it very well. All of it. It's just, it's incredible. I knew it was Taika, uh, John Elite says, I knew it was Taika Waititi when Ratcatcher told her story in the bus. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just wasn't looking enough. I wasn't, I didn't have as sharp of an eye. I just couldn't tell, but, but yeah. So we're going to catch him on some of the favorite uh, performance or favorite characters. Alex says Ratcatcher 2 and Polka Dot Man. Ricardo says Rick Flagg was my favorite. Yes, I just think that he was killed off too, too, too soon. Uh, John Elite says Peacemaker and Bloodsport. My mom is in here. What's up? Everyone say what's up to my mom. Best. Movies and Train Studios says Peacemaker, Bloodsport, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. You basically just named the entire squad. But it is kind of hard to choose because they all do give performances except for King Shark. He is Habaruto. John says, I didn't know King Shark was voiced by Stallone till the end credits. I did know that he was voiced by Stallone. I think Stallone did good. Thought it was funny that it was Stallone. I just don't like the character. I just didn't like the character. I just didn't. They kind of screwed Bloodsport and trying to make him Deadshot. Kind of, but not really. I think they have different shticks. I think Deadshot's just like a really, you know, accurate kind of assassin with like you know he's got other abilities as well but like blood sports like got all the tech and stuff that turns into others like morphing so like that's really cool and if i'm wrong because i haven't read the comments i don't care to read the comics but if i'm wrong i'm wrong honestly if deadshot returned in the movie i think it would have been great for for to have him and blood sport have a rivalry yes and will smith i think they would have worked great together but and I will mention this as well because I didn't in my review. I liked the rivalry between Bloodsport and Peacemaker. Like I said, one of my favorite parts is the is the in the camp when they they're like, "Who can get the best kill?" That's one of my favorite parts of the film. I think it's hilarious. Um, so there we go. Was Cena's performance in this better than F nine? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because it was actually good. His performance in F nine is not really that good. He's very robotic in that film. So it's just how it is. Alex Lopez says, apparently a lot of people felt left down from this film or let down. You probably meant to say left, let down. Yeah. And I'm one of them. I, I, I like, look, I know I've been like saying, you know, I've been bashing it, but, but it's, I, I am disappointed. I'm legitimately disappointed. I walked into this film, wanted it to be one of my favorites of the year, wanted it to be in my top five. I wanted to give it a five out of five. I wanted it to be one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Because some of my critic friends had seen the movie twice before I got to see it. And they were like, this is a masterpiece. This is like the best thing I've ever seen. This is James Gunn's best worst. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to go in with my own expectations, but like, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little excited to see what was going on. And I left with a very sour taste. I'm like, that was not that good. Just wasn't that good. I was unfortunately very left down. It's going to be one of my biggest disappointments of the year. It just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. John says, Margo was flexible in her escape scene. I'm telling you, like the whole, all the acrobatics she did to like get up and like flip and like every, 
I she's one like just one of a kind. She's absolutely incredible. I she's one of the best working actresses in Hollywood today. I just just so good. Movies and Train Studio says my man Rick Flag, and this is the one I was talking about earlier. My man Rick, Rick, Rick Flag kind of felt like he had an incomplete arc. He dies as he at, at his time to shine, but he's still a great character in the movie. Like I said, I one hundred percent agree. Like it, it was, he's underutilized. I think. I think he's got some of the best emotion. Very underutilized. I think it could have been a lot better. And I think he's one of the most likable characters in this movie that people actually kind of might have wanted to have in future things because Gunn's going to come back. He's already talked about coming back to do more Marvel or not Marvel, DC stuff. He's already talked about that. So why are you going to kill off one of the most fan-friendly, I would say, people, you know, just for one movie? Like, I get it. I get it. But like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm very frustrated with the writing of this film, as, as I've said before, and I've said again. I feel like Gunn went, here's the other one that we talked about earlier. I feel like Gunn went a little too far with freedom control with this movie. 100%. He made Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on steroids. That's what he did. He made Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on steroids. It, it was everything that he wanted to do with Guardians that he finally got to do bloody gory bunch of cuss words all the jokes everything like you know i i am all for creative freedom obviously like i love the snyder cut and i like the suicide squad and i i always think it's bad when studios come in and highly interfere with a an artist's work and what they want to accomplish like i don't like that i think that that's sour i think that that's bad but there's a very fine line here where you kind of need to, you know, you can't go too far into what you want to do if it's going to hinder the film. And I tend to believe, not just here, but also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the gunisms, as I'll call them, they hindered the film. They really did. And I don't think he is the best writer. I don't. I think Guardians is a great film, but it was, I think the, the original Guardians of the Galaxy is a great film, but I think it, it's also lightning in a bottle, kick-ass soundtrack, great performances. I don't want to 100% say that that is all James Gunn. I think there's a lot that went into that that helped it be as popular as it was. Now, is it a great movie? It's great. It's one of my top 10 MCU, and it is in my top 100 of all time. But I hate to break it to you. You know, the other two that he's done recently, Guardians Volume 2 and The Suicide Squad, are just not great. And I think that's because Gunn had too much control. And he did too much with it. That's my opinion. Movies and Train Studio. Nom Nom, Jack. No. No Nom Nom. Nope. No Nom. It didn't work. Did not work. Cinema Crit Review, I see your comment. Thank you for commenting, my man. Alex says, The Suicide Squad is not a masterpiece, but it's enjoyable. Richard Donner's Superman, Batman 89, The Dark Knight are way better. The Dark Knight is incredible. Five out of five stars. It's just great. But I tend to 100% agree with you where you say it's not a masterpiece, but it's enjoyable. So that's the thing. It doesn't, just because everyone else is saying it's a masterpiece doesn't mean it has to be like for me. I can get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I can really enjoy it. I think it's great. 
but I don't have to say it's a masterpiece because it's not. And just because I say it doesn't mean I'm wrong. It's my opinion. My opinion. John says, the chemistry between Bloodsport and Peacemaker was hilarious in my opinion. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's one of the best parts of the film is that is their little rivalry. Like I said, one of my favorite moments, again, is in the camp when they are going after, you know, who who can who can get the better kill, the more, the more crazy kill. That's one of my favorite bits in the entire movie. I just don't think the characters individually were written that great, personally. I, I just don't. Ricardo says, I meant trying to not make Bloodsport Deadshot. I'd have to go look at the comments. But I think I understand what you're saying, but I, I got you. I got you. Alex, what's up, Jack? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hope you having a good day. Uh, he says, I really enjoyed The Suicide Squad. The movie is absurd, but it has heart. It does have heart a bit. And Alex, if you're just coming in here, I'm, I don't love the film. I've been highly critical of it. I do not think the writing is good at all. I think it's very poorly written. And one of the problems I have with it is the emotion. That's one of the biggest problems. I think Ratcatcher 2 has the best emotion in the entire film. I think she is written fantastic. I think that's kind of where it stops for me. But I do respect the fact that you enjoyed it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for coming in here. Ricardo says, when I said they screwed up Bloodsport in trying to not make him Bloodsport, in really, ah, oh, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. I got you. Okay, I know what you're saying. They screwed up Bloodsport by not trying to, they screwed up Bloodsport by not trying to make him dead shot in the relationship with his daughter. Yes, but the way they handled, and they did. That's, see, that's one of my biggest issues. There's no emotion there with Bloodsport because they, Gun does what he does, the way he goes about it. But in the end, it just doesn't work with me. It doesn't doesn't work. So I I get what they're trying to go for, but it's 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 the the case. It's a gunism, like I said. It's a gunism. You build up the emotion, you build up the emotion, and then you ruin it with a joke or a comedic bit. You ruin it with a joke or a comedic bit. That's what you do. We're going to hit Alex, then we're going to end this section of the podcast. People need to understand that a masterpiece equals one of the best movies in modern memory, and a lot of people must be talking about this movie a lot, and it has to be a perfect movie. I think that's a bit subjective, but I understand what you're saying. Like the movie Parasite has a lot of praise, a lot of buzz and awards, and wonderfully crafted. Yes, 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 yes. But I do think that the word masterpiece is also highly, highly subjective. I do understand what you're saying, but I don't think that there are like there is a it's very, very rare instances. And I'll pull this back up so that people can see it. There's very rare instances when there is a universally agreed on movie that's a masterpiece. I think the word masterpiece is thrown out too much. I think that's an issue kind of with film Twitter and, and all of that. And look, I'm guilty of that too. I've thrown out the word masterpiece twice in the last two weeks. But I think it's very hard for everyone to agree that a movie is a masterpiece. Parasite is, is an exception. But I think the thing with Suicide Squad 
is that a lot of people think it is, but there is that minority that don't. So that's the problem I have with it personally, but that's just me. All right, and that's it for episode number one of Fanatic Films Presents Movie Review Wednesday. If you're listening to this in audio form, go leave a review down below. Follow me on Twitter. Go check it all out. And come into the stream next week if you want to be featured on the show. But that's pretty much it. Thank you all so much for watching or listening, and we'll see you in the next video.